Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Plenty of camaraderie between the two teams in the aftermath. There was no sign of any spite or angst throughout the game and it's certainly not there as handshakes are warmly exchanged after battle. For the Ds, three for Ben Brown in terms of the goal kickers. Petraka and Fritsch both kicked two. There were singles to Harms, Jackson, Viney, Gorn, Langdon, Bowie and Pickett. While for the Dogs, four goals for Aaron Norton, two for Adam Trelaw and singles to Bontempelli, Crozier, Waitman, Hannon and Dale. Melbourne by 26 points over the Western Bulldogs. Nick Del Santo, how'd you see it? Well, what an impressive way to start out the new season. Two of the best teams clearly in the competition going head-to-head. And must, I must admit there was a few surprises with probably more the inability for both teams when the opposition had the momentum to slow it down. And you've got the consecutive goals throughout the game, Jared. So I will get to you in, in regards to that. But one area that I'm sure both teams will focus on to get it sorted next week and then throughout the year is when the opposition have momentum. And it will happen in every single game. How do you minimise the damage and stop the bleeding? And then when you get it, how do you emphasise it and get more out of it? But... I love the resolve, probably of both teams, but then clearly more the Ds by the way that the second half played out. About second to their process and their ability to go from defence and get a turnover, particularly in their back half, and then just go at a blistering pace forward. And I still think they probably left a couple out there. It was the Neil Bullen one late, which was the obvious example. They're at a really good starting point, Ds, from a fitness base, the way that they run out the game. But also there's just so much more upside, and yet they've still had 27 shots at goal. So that the sequence of goals that you referenced, so Melbourne kicked the first four, the Bulldogs kicked eight in a really short period of time, Melbourne methodically kicked six, yep. then the Dogs kicked two to make it a, a single goal game and Melbourne put up the next three and then they traded a goal each at the end. So the, the practice and, and the technical part behind this is there's often a measurement within a club and it might be something as simple as two goals against Jared, where if the opposition kicks two goals in a row, you change your structures, particularly at centre square bounce, and then ultimately what you do with your wingers behind the football. But that, that would be a concern for both teams and an opportunity to improve drastically on that because if that happens too often, you, you put yourself right behind the eight ball. The tone of the night is, is married up now as the Melbourne players all headed down to the punt road end to the stronghold of Melbourne fans and the coach as well. Simon Goodwin came off the bench to join the core of players who headed down there and now over to the members' reserve there. This is a, a demonstration of... of a team, a club, and its followers. And it was started in the most beautiful tone with the heroes of yesteryear. And it finishes with those who are carrying the mantle to the highest point now. I love how Simon Goodwin is a part of it. And this is one of the beauties about him coaching from the bench. That you can see the conversations that he has with players throughout the game, but also post-game. For him to be down there, and I think it was Charlie Spargo when the siren went beside him, they were, they were talking. And they were clearly talking about football and what you take away from those things in those particular moments. So 
I love it that they're a collective, and I guess that's what you're getting at, Jared. It's more than just the players. Now, this is everybody involved, and you've got Max Gorn to the city end all by himself, acknowledging a handful of supporters, yes. but the majority of them are on the MCC side of the ground, and they have done a fantastic job for a long period of time about acknowledging everybody's input for them to be successful. It's the reconnection. Is yep. We haven't been able to come to the footy here since the early stages of July last year, and it was never... It was never easy last year. There were always restrictions in place and it was hellishly inconvenient. And in 2020, we didn't get here at all. So I think across the weekend, there'll be that reconnection between clubs and fans. But it's a powerful demonstration of what Melbourne is. Their footy, they're clearly the, uh, the watermark for 2022. If you have any aspirations, you have to study how you're going to either bring them down or how you're going to measure up. There was enough here tonight to suggest that the Bulldogs they're behind Melbourne uh, there'll be a lot plotting the year trying to catch them there'll be a lot plotting and I'm sure there has been a lot of teams plotting the way to unravel this club and a lot of it becomes from a defensive perspective how do you pick them apart and maybe there was a couple of pieces within tonight's game that the dogs did really well but the challenge clearly for the opposition how do you do it for two hours how do you stay consistent and then obviously not give up too much going the other way they are a really well-rounded side yeah, it's going to be interesting to in the aftermath the assessment of the of the Bulldogs, isn't it, as to what we what we get out of tonight? But um, what's your, have we got a moment to talk about it? Yeah. What's the initial thought? And sometimes it's hard to judge it straight away. But what would be your initial takeaway from the Dogs' performance tonight? Everything we know, yeah, mm, pretty much. It? So it's Norton alone up front. Yep, yep. They're going to have to solve that as the year goes on. Yep. And they're they're vulnerable how they match up down back. Yep. So that, we spoke about that in the pregame. It, it revolves and maybe solely about their midfield, about their ability and the moving piece of probably Bontempelli is the, is the queen on the chessboard that can do multiple things. But if you take him away from one area, then you've got to cop the whack that, you know, it's hard to replace that. So I completely agree. Norton, I thought, was fantastic tonight. Exceptional. Outnumbered at times and just competed really hard. And four goals was a great reward for his effort. But outside of that, where do you find another consistent, you know, 10 to 15 goals a week? We're inside the Melbourne rooms. Uh, it should be boisterous after the first win of the season. They'll belt out this song again. 26-point winners over the Bulldogs. Demons in victory and the season opener. So we'll come back through the Bulldogs. Just for Melbourne, I guess a bit of a checklist of what we know, what gets reinforced. Anything new? Um, not, not drastically. I think it's reconfirming the things that they do really well and doing it over and over again. And when you've got individual stars that can almost single-handedly win you a game, you've always got the ace up your sleeve if you need it. But I thought, once again, a great way to describe the Dees now is a consistent, well-spread team. You know, they clearly had a couple of standouts, but it's hard to name the five to six worst players on the ground from a Demons perspective, and that's what makes them such a really good team. And we complimented Toby Bedford for his ability to come on the ground and have moments of impact, and that's all you can ask from, from everybody. Cosie Pickett didn't have his biggest night. Lays a really good tackle, kicks a goal late, so they all contribute in their own way, and that's why they're going to be hard to beat. 
And there will be, always be someone that pops up. They're undermanned coming in defensively. Yep. With Lever, late withdrawal, and obviously Rivers and a couple of others out. Tomlinson coming back in yeah. for his first game in a long time. And then they lost Salem during the game. So to be able to, to stand firm, albeit that that is clearly a weakness of the Bulldogs, that's a, that's a win for them. Yeah, though, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, just to get back on the horse, you know, you're probably reliving those moments that are irrelevant right now. You know, there's a new season and there's a new challenge in front of you every single week and everybody's gunning for you. It'll be a feeling that they haven't had before, but they need to accept it. And there's been evidence before them that you can go back to back, that you can dig in and, you know, they've got everything they need in regards to the pieces of the puzzle. It's about implementing. So Petrarca, 38 and two goals. So that speaks of... I, he's going to continue on with his excellence and the projection of him as the best team, uh, the best player in the competition. That that looks pretty sound tonight. Is he going to go through the phase that Dustin Martin went through, where teams just give up on the idea of trying to curb him? Kano, Kano was on the Twitter early tonight about. Uh, he would hate that. Let me guess. Yeah, he hated like it. it. No, it's funny. I thought Cop about out. that for a split moment at quarter time, where he'd had 12 disposals and already had a huge impact and. You know, the dogs have had a long time to prepare for this game, but it didn't look like they did a great deal different. Now, they did slow him down in the first half of the second quarter. They ended up having, I think, seven in the last ten-odd minutes. But his numbers are eerily similar to what he did on grand final day. Grand final day, he has 39 disposals, two goals, 24, dispo- uh, 24 contested possessions. I think it was nine clearances um, and a handful of score involvements. Which, so but, 897 in the grand final and 870 tonight. But you speak about the Dustin Martin conversation, and I'm still trying to get my head around how you can allow someone from the opposition to tear you apart like that and not much changes. So well, I, I, this, is, this is a league thing. This is more than just the dogs for tonight. Yeah, this is yeah. just what the competition does. But Bucks is on Fox, and if he dares says something similar <laughs> after all those years of not tagging Tom Mitchell. I was Mitchell going to say, it was him and Tom Mitchell yeah. that said his 54 disposals yeah, wasn't Gary that damaging. Gary tag Applet, I reckon, one night. I, I must admit, I still don't understand that, Jared, how you can sit there and these guys are six days a week preparing for games and how you can walk away and say, it's okay, the Petrarca's had 38, Oliver's had 32, and coming into the game going, well, that's pretty much what they're going to do to us. Yeah, so you can, I think you can wear Oliver's 32... You can't wear Petrarca's 870 metres from his 36 and his... T- He's also going at 76 disposal deficiency, so he yeah. ain't wasting them either. Nine clearances, 11 inside 50s. So what, the study of the year will be who, which teams will try to curb one of them mm-hmm. and what will it mean on those days for the other one. 13 score involvements for Petrarca. Brown had 11, Gorn had 8, Neil Bullen was really good 8 and Oliver had 8. So if I'm the opposition coach preparing for the Western Bulldogs next week, I, I think I have to – I'm going after Petrarca. Oliver is going to get his football, but even if he didn't do anything, he's getting football anyway. So you, you may as well try and minimise the damage of one, excepting the other one's going to get the football, and ask one of the other midfielders, let's be more accountable. And then you've got to back in and try and find some other areas to maybe exploit for the Ds, but it can't be in the midfield. You ain't winning that re- um, consistently. Well, Ed Langdon has the honour of kicking the first goal of the 2022 season. We admired his run all night. He's with us on AFL Nation. Ed, congratulations. Uh, well done. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks was, for having me on. Was that a good way to start? Well, it's, uh, it's been a big build-up um, for about four or five months now since the grand final, so I think everyone's pretty relieved to get that one out of the way. What was it like to be out there in front of your faithful? And I know you didn't see the flag unfurling, but it was beautiful, and they were... 
they were amped up for you from the moment you ran out onto the ground. Yeah, it was pretty special, to be honest. It's what we've missed the last two years, especially last year. Um, it was a weird feeling. I was more nervous playing tonight, playing in front of my mum and dad, than, uh, than I was for the grand final. So it was a bit of a weird feeling, but, um, yeah, I think everyone was pretty happy to be playing in front of our home supporters. What about the feeling of coming off the back of a premiere? and being a premiership team and knowing that the opposition being a rematch as well that are all looking at you now it's the first time you've been in this situation did it feel different in regards to your expectation uh not particularly it the game followed a pretty similar trajectory of the grand final which um i thought was a bit weird um me and Loggy hunter out in the far wing were commenting on how weirdly uh similar it was but um but it, it did feel pretty <laughs> pretty pretty similar i must say what, we've just touched on Christian Matraka and how somehow his numbers tonight looked a lot like it did on Grand Final tonight. Tell us about him as the player. When you're playing on the outside in your wing role and you're seeing him, you know, you're seeing Matraka and probably Oliver and the work that they do inside and the confidence that, that gives you, for example, to get on the move and get on the outside and really carry that football. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable to watch. Um, I'm pretty lucky to be uh, in the position I am. I probably get the best seat in the house to watch what they do, but um, they train on each other all summer so it's no surprise that those two are as dominant as they are they really push each other um, and it's pretty it's pretty special to watch what's been the area of growth for yourself as an individual and also for the team off the back of last year when so much went right and clearly an exceptional team where do you get better and where do you need to get better so you can stay ahead of the competition uh, yeah, it's a good question it's um it's pretty easy just to, to roll out the same game plan that worked last year but big emphasis from day one was just because it worked last year doesn't mean it's going to work this year um, which is a great way to preface the season um, I mean I can go into details but essentially it's just um, we know what works, it's our contest and um, shutting down teams with our defence so if we keep those two key pillars we're going to be in pretty good shape it Was Goody extra firm during the week? So there was no hangover or there was no complacency in the playing group? Did you feel like he was a little bit extra on edge or a little bit more aggressive in his language towards the group? Uh, not particularly. He's pretty level-headed. Um, I think he's got an enormous amount of trust in us now that um, he sort of gets across what he needs to and then lets us get to work and gives us the right amount of time off to sort of settle. Um, a lot of the guys playing are in that sweet spot um, where they've played, you know, a lot of games of footy. So um, he leaves the trust with us, which is really good, and it seems to be working at the moment. Now, the, the big issue is it was a pretty warm night. Did you think about the short sleeves tonight? <laughs> Not even slightly. <laughs> <laughs> How hot would it have to be? Oh, to be honest, the, the Eddie had game last week, um, the Marvel game, sorry. Yep. Uh, that, that gets really hot now. It's like a sauna. I'm not sure I'll be wearing it uh, at Marvel again this year. Part of my ignorance, is, what is the reasoning behind it? Is there a story around it? Have you got... Not happy with your arms? What's, what's the actual purpose of wearing a long sleeve? Why are you so distinctive on that? I can delve into it, but I'm probably going to get in trouble if I mention Ross Lyon, but he never let me wear the Freo, so I'm just trying to make up for lost years. I like that. That's perfectly fine. I like that. Hey, you talked about chatting to Lockie Hunter too. Is there, you know, in cricket, the fast bowlers talk about a fast bowlers collective, but the wing has become a real position and you're one of the fine exponents of it. Is there a kind of wing wingman collective in the AFL? <laughs> Uh, there's a couple. There's a, a lot just roll through there, though. There's a lot of mids playing on wings these days. So uh, I wish there was a bit, bit of a bigger group, but um, we're a dying breed, I think. Your running capacity, Ed. So how far do you reckon you would have run tonight? Do you get an indicator yet? Uh, I would have no idea. I'd hazard a guess it would be 15 and a half, maybe, is about in the ballpark. 
So how much work goes into a pre-season to be ready to, to cover that amount of ground right out of the gates? Yeah, a lot. To be honest, I find the first two weeks the toughest of the whole season. Um, by the end of the year, I'm kind of pretty adapted to it. Um, the first two weeks, it's a real shock to the system. No matter how much uh, pre-season you do, it's, uh, it's always a lot tougher around one and round two. So I'm glad to get that one out of the way. And is, do, you, do you regard that as your weapon? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think Goody really um, really lets me know that it's the role that I play for the team, that I can play 100% game time and, and let track and, and Clary rotate a few, a few more times because um, they're such explosive players, I think. Um, if I can do that for the team, then I'm pretty happy. There's always a hard luck story or two from every grand final. Are those players that missed out extra motivated and likewise are you guys extra motivated i mean you would be anyway but but for them as well yeah absolutely i mean adam tomlinson was incredibly unlucky with the knee and then um jaden hunt as well going down with an ankle a few weeks before um so they're definitely motivated to get back to grand final day as are um all the other boys so um yeah where there's hard luck stories though there's always some really positive ones and jake bowie was um explaining that last year and we get a look at toby bedford tonight uh, through circumstances that as they unfolded he didn't look out of place at all no no he's been knocking down the door for two years and to be honest if we weren't as good as we were last year we, um, we would have played a hell of a lot of games so uh, it was great to see him out there and hopefully he can get a bit of a run on and uh, stay in the team Terrific, Ed. Great start. Well done. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks, guys. Ed Langdon with us from the Melbourne Rooms. The Demons by 26 points over the Bulldogs. Just take that in for a moment. I wasn't aware of this, that he played the whole game. And that normally only happens for maybe a full back, for example, that therefore yep. doesn't have to run 15-odd Ks a game. That is so rare. And you speak about being able to exploit the opposition. And he touched on it because it allows Clayton Oliver to have bursts. It allows Christian Petrarca to play the style of football that they want, go hard, come off and rest, because you've got Ed Langdon on the far side that just goes up and back, up and back all day long. And not only does that, plays his role, collects heaps of the footy and kicks a goal. Like, that's, that's pretty special. All right, let's uh, take a break and then we'll come back and fully assess the Bulldogs. How tonight transpired, what you're prepared to, to draw is... The, the best part of round one is magnificent overreactions. I think <laughs> they should be encouraged. I'm going to take a couple myself along the way. We'll run the rule over what we saw from the Bulldogs in round one. 26-point winners, Melbourne, 14-13-97 to the Bulldogs, 11-5-71. The cricket seems a bit forlorn, Hutto. It's still Forfa and Pakistan Arts aren't taking up the chase that they briefly threatened after tea when there was an absolute flurry of excitement. Yeah, still 21 overs remaining and 134 runs for that unlikely win. So I guess theoretically they could do it, but it doesn't look like that's their intent. Four for 372. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. How many overs, incidentally, have so far been bowled? Does it have it there? Uh, no, it's got 21 remaining. So it's going to be a historic occupation. I mm. think the market was set at 172 and that hadn't been done since the days of eight ball overs or timeless tests. Yeah, so 151 is the overs that they've faced. So it's going to fall just short of that, aren't they? Mm, mm. Yeah, so it's a huge effort. Huge effort. So uh, it looks like it will stay nil all after two as they head to Lahore. And it said Lahore's actually the batting track. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit perverse. It's a bit perverse. All right, we'll tidy up at the MCG. 
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.